Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in the Big Apple today with my good friend Leslie Tain of the Tain Law Group. Her firm is a top provider of debt relief services, and she is a great resource on everything New York City. In this episode, Leslie and I talk about the proper way to eat pizza and bagels, the best ways to explore New York City, and why you need to check out NYC's rooftop bars. You hear these three fun stories, plus a bunch more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash New York. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. This episode is sponsored in part by Basque Bank. Earning airline miles is how my family travels all over the world. These miles help us visit many of the destinations heard right on this podcast. Most of my miles are earned with credit cards, eating out, and online shopping. But now, there's a new way to earn American Airlines Advantage miles with your savings account. Bass Bank is the only savings account that earns American Airlines Advantage miles instead of interest. I like that there are no minimum balance requirements and no monthly service charges. Plus, there are limited time bonus offers to earn even more miles. Think of all the places you can fly with the airline miles you can earn. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Basque Bank for all the details. Member FDIC. Hey, Leslie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today. I think everybody feels like they know New York, but I knew I had to get an actual New Yorker onto the show so that way we can talk about all the best things to do in New York. Absolutely. And my accent. <laughs> for sure. So what brought you to the city? I grew up in New York. I am a native New Yorker. I am in the city for work. It's like my backyard. Obviously, New York has a lot going on. There's you know all the hustle and bustle, but what's the main thing that really keeps you in the area? The main thing that keeps me in New York really is the energy in New York. There is no place that I've experienced this kind of energy. Every, there's a hustle, there's a bustle, there's a sense of urgency, there's a, a timeliness for everything. There is also an intellectual level that, that I really thrive off of. So all of that really makes up my feelings with New York City. All right, right on. When people are thinking of coming to New York to get a taste of that energy, what to you, what's the best time to visit? So to me, as a New Yorker, the best time to really visit is there's two times of the year. September, the weather is consistent and absolutely beautiful. The temperatures are perfect for walking around the city. And it's a great opportunity during the September, October, early October to really get a taste of the city. The other time that's a good time to visit, if you don't mind the cold, is between Thanksgiving and Christmas because all the stores are decorated. There's a, a different kind of energy. There's a buzz about the city with the holidays. There's so much to see, you know, the way the city gets decorated. That, you know, it's a different feel than the September time frame. But, you know, if you want to experience the city during the holidays, that's the time to come. Right on. And what about, obviously, the ball drops for New Year's? Uh, would you recommend people stay away or is that something they really need to experience for themselves? So without being judgmental for all those who go there, most native New Yorkers would think and tell you that it's insane to even consider that as an option. <laughs> so I have never been to the city for New Year's like that to watch the ball drop. There are lots of options to be in the city to watch the fireworks and to watch the festivities from hotels. But to be down in Times Square, you are really not a native New Yorker if that's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, so throughout the year, are there certain festivals or concerts or any of those type of things that people should maybe uh, mark on their calendars when they think about visiting New York. 
So the city is hustling and bustling with all different events, all different times of the year. So it really depends on what your interests are. There are lots of outside events, obviously, during the summer months. Um, there's festivals in different parts of the towns, different parts of the city. And those are great things to go and experience. It depends on really what your interests are. So what you're looking to achieve while you're here. You cannot do the city. You can't see all of New York City or experience it on one visit, even if you're here for five to seven days. It's a very large city with a lot to do and a lot to see. So uh, my recommendation is if you want to come and work your trip around an event, then you know work the trip around the event and kind of stay in the area where that event is. But again, because there are so many different types of events, so there's the big event during Halloween, the Halloween parade, there's the thing. Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is an amazing thing to see. That That's something I would recommend for sure. But as far as the other types of events that are in the village and, and other areas, those are really individual specific. So I would check them out online and see what you know interests you and then work your trip around that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, there's a lot of different airports. There's several different airports that are for New York. Uh, it really kind of depends on which airline you prefer is going to hit which airport. Do you have a certain airport that you prefer over others to, when people are visiting New York? So I have airports I least prefer. <laughs> I'm a big traveler. I travel a lot and um, I'm all about efficiency. And I don't have a lot of patience, as most New Yorkers don't, for delays. So the one place that I personally would stay away from at this time is LaGuardia because LaGuardia, which is in the northern part of Queens, kind of near City Field, is under construction. And because the entire airport area is under construction, they actually request that you or recommend that you show up to the airport even an hour or more earlier because of the amount of traffic that and the congestion around it. Now, if you're not from New York and you don't know the area, it is congested all times of the day, all times of the night. Traffic is a norm here. But in that area under construction and you're trying to make your flight, it's extremely stressful. It's a big airport for what most cities would consider, but from travel perspective and in comparison to Newark and, and JFK, it's a small airport. So there's tends to be, I find, more delays, you know, delays in terms of getting to a gate. You could land early, but you could sit on the runway for a while. So it's not my first choice. If you're going out to the suburbs, then I would suggest consider airports like Islip, which is out on Long Island. If you're heading out to the Hamptons, that's a great airport to fly into. It's amazingly easy. If you're going north, for whatever reason, you could fly into Westchester. To get to certain parts of the city, you could fly into Newark. Newark is actually in New Jersey. And uh, although it's very convenient to the city, you don't have to rent a car. You could take mass transit. But my airport of choice, my favorite would be JFK because it's extremely efficient. It epitomizes New York travel where everything runs fast and on time and generally on time. There's lots of different options. You know, if your flight's delayed, there's generally other flights after that. And because I can navigate JFK so well, it's, it's super easy for me. Um, but navigating travel also includes packing well and getting through security well and finding ways that you can zip through. So one of the ways I do that is uh, not only do I have a TSA pre-check and I have global entry, but I also have clear when clear allows me to get through the security line in about 20 seconds. So I don't need to uh, show up to the airport hours ahead of time. Yeah, I've had clear for a couple of years now, and it's by far one of the best travel investments I've ever made. Totally. Me too. Agreed. Uh, I know the answer to this one, but you know we have listeners from around the world on this. So when you fly into New York, Obviously, we don't want to rent a car, correct? We want to use public transportation. 
No, you do not want to rent a car coming to New York City. <laughs> I will elaborate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. So, first of all, New York drivers drive, you know, again, it's they drive the same energy level. So, New York <laughs> drivers are excellent drivers and they're aggressive and they drive super well. If you are a timid driver, inexperienced driver, you're from a little more rural areas, you're not used to a big city and navigating Manhattan streets, then you will find that driving in the city will, you know, bring the hair on the back of your neck to a stand. So driving in New York City is a skill and it actually should be its own test. And <laughs> I don't recommend it for the aggressiveness and also the navigation of the city. You know, they close a lot of streets. There's always things going on in the city. There's you have to know how to get around and how to get around a taxi cab and and know which even which lane to be in. So it's it's an aggressive form of driving. So I don't recommend it. The other reason why I don't recommend it is because parking in the city is a fortune. Most hotels will have valet and they'll be able to valet and park the car and there'll be a charge for that. But if you think that you're going to take that car from uptown to downtown or from the east side to the west side and then look for parking, every single day you could spend $75 or $150 on parking if you think you're going to try to move the car. So mass transit is the way to go. We have the best mass transit in the world. There are subways. They're, they're perfectly safe. There's buses, there's private like Uber and Lyft, there's taxi cabs. It's super easy to just stick your hand out and say, taxi, and they come. So that's the way to go. No, I, I totally agree. Plus, like, I think part of the whole allure of New York is walking around and kind of exploring and, and seeing everything on your own also. If you're trying to drive everywhere you go, you can be focused on the road. And especially, like you said, if you're not used to the, the aggressiveness of the drivers, you're not going to be able to look at and see anything anyways. No, driving wouldn't be your best mode of transportation. And if you really want to experience the city, you know, walk around the city. The buildings are interesting. The streets are interesting. Go off onto the side roads. Uh, New Yorkers, despite our appearance, are super friendly. You can ask a New Yorker, where should I go? What should I do? What should I see? We, you know, we're happy to direct people. And those are the best ways to find it. I find that when I go to other cities, I like to ask locals, you know, where should I go? What should I see? Going to Times Square is great. And there's tons of restaurants in Times Square, but there's some really great restaurants off of the beaten path that are worth going to and different things to see, you know, kind of off the main roads. So, Definitely talk to a local and, you know, you'll be able to find your way around super easy and you won't be able to talk to locals if you're driving in the car. Absolutely. One thing also I like about New York is that they have the city bike. So even if you don't want to get in a taxi or get in public transportation, but you want to get someplace quicker, those city bikes that you can rent by, I think it's by the hour, by the minute, uh, are a great way to get around the town as well. So city bikes are available all over the place. But again, you know, it's not like riding your bike in the Hamptons. You have to really understand that the riding around in the city on a bike is something that you need to be aware of for your own safety. And New York drivers are going to be somewhat unforgiving. So unless you are super confident with that, I would consider doing it for fun. But I would definitely just be aware of your own safety. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. So let's talk about some of the fun things to do in New York that maybe people haven't heard about besides when they, they Googled New York City. So what are some of your ideas? 
So I think you, you know, you said just walking around and, and people watching, people watching is one of the greatest gifts that New York City can give to you as a tourist. There's people from everywhere. And it's so interesting to sit out like at a restaurant or even in the middle of Times Square and just watch the different kinds of people and the different people that come in to see the city. It's a really great experience. Um, you know, I know that Times Square is on the top of everybody's list and you should definitely see it day and night. That's a good thing to do. There are um, so many museums to go see from little ones to big ones. There's lots to see. So, you know, for every different kind of taste, you want to pack that in on a day where the weather isn't great. You know, obviously our weather is inconsistent here in the Northeast uh, and especially in the city. So, you know, you could get a day where the weather isn't cooperative. Definitely get into uh, one of our fabulous museums. The other thing that's kind of fun, and, and even though maybe people didn't think about it, is department stores. It's almost like being in kind of lots of Vegas casino where you can, there's no windows and you can't see outside and you absolutely like lost the time. You can go into the department stores and just kind of walk around and, and check out what's going on. It's not necessarily just for shopping. There's, there's restaurants in a lot of the department stores that are, that are really cool. You know, it's a really interesting place to also people watch. Do you have any suggestions as far as which ones people should look, check out? You know, again, it depends on what your what kind of environment you're looking for. So, you know, I don't want to necessarily give you one that that I love or don't love. Bloomingdale's has a restaurant. That's a good place to go. Bloomingdale's is an icon in New York. So I definitely would head there and check that out. You know, you could also do tea at some of the hotels, still offer tea in the afternoon and with uh, little sandwiches. So if you like that and you're into something like that, you can do something where you go to one of the fancier hotels and have tea. And I, I highly recommend that. Alice's Teacup is a fun place to go, I kind of with the kids uh, in the city. So you could check that out. You know, again, when you're looking at different places, there are tea places that are downtown in lower Manhattan. They're on the east side, the west side. You know, the city is a really big place. And what I say to those who are coming here for the first time is take a section of our city and say, okay, so I'm going to be in Soho. I'm going to stay in Soho and I'm going to explore everything that Soho has to offer from the Children's Museum. There's the Fire Museum, Pier 25 at the Hudson River Park. You know, there's so much to see over there. So you could spend an entire week just doing that. So if you're going to go to Midtown, then you could see so many other things. And again, you could have tea or do things to do there. You can even go into the different parts of the city, like there's Chinatown, there's Little Italy, and you can get uh, a taste for different experiences in those kind of areas. Yeah, it's nice that New York's such a melting pot that you get all those different experiences from cultures from around the world without having to travel to those other parts of the world. Absolutely. You can get a taste for every single culture here in New York City. You can have any kind of food you want all day and night. I super highly recommend trying some of those because it's it's authentic. Little Italy is an amazing place to go. Chinatown is. And um, those are definitely places that uh, you want to hit. Now, maybe not your first time to New York City, but as you get a little bit closer to being a more experienced New York City visitor, those are good places to go. But you know, when you first come here for the first time, my recommendation is if you really want to have fun, just be totally open to exploring. Definitely explore uh, Central Park for sure. There's a zoo in the middle of Central Park that's worth going to. From the Central Park Zoo, you can walk over to Rockefeller Center. You know, those are things that you need to see the first time that you're here and kind of get your bearings. As you become, again, a more experienced New York traveler where you come here more often, then start to see, you know, break it down in different neighborhoods and, and check out what those neighborhoods have to offer. 
Yeah, like you said, basically start out with your big overview, and then as you get more and more experience, kind of drill down into get a little bit more deep in your experience instead of more of like that surface level experience. You know what? Sometimes, you know, you need to see those things a million times. I mean, I've been to the city. I I can't even tell you how many times, but I've been there so many times and I still sometimes notice things and see things I've never seen before. One of the things that that I remember that was really most the powerful thing of of visiting New York is after 9-11, going to the the 9-11 museum, actually there were tour guides from people that either their spouse or family member had passed or they were survivors. And just to me, that was the most one of the most impactful things I've ever experienced, just hearing the story from their eyes. Do they still do those? Oh, absolutely. The 9-11 Memorial is an absolute must-see. I mean, I wouldn't call it a fun thing to do, um, but it's definitely, definitely, definitely worth going to, to um, uh, not only pay your respects, but to look at the museum and everything else it has to offer. I'll be honest with you. I've actually never been down to that museum because I lived here during 9-11. You know, as a native New Yorker, it was really, really upsetting Mm -hmm. and, and traumatic. And so I don't know what my true feelings would be going down there. I often feel, even when I think about it, that I get choked up about it. So it's, um, I can't tell you from firsthand experience, but I do know uh, that those people, I, uh, visitors who come, I recommend going to and they love it. Yeah. I, I'm sorry if I brought about you know, bad emotions. No, and not at all. But, but it's one of those things that I think when people go there to visit it, you know, we saw, obviously we saw it on TV when it happened, but I think you really need to, to be there firsthand for somebody that didn't live there to, to really get a better grasp of how emotional it was for, for people who lived here. Emotional and very bonding for New Yorkers. You find out really how close New York City really is, the people of the city and the people in the suburbs of New York City, which, you know, consider ourselves, you know, Southern New Yorkers. It's really, it was a real big bonding experience. So if you want to bond with uh, those here in New York, that's definitely one way to do that. Sure, sure. Okay. When people are first coming to, to visit New York, maybe they, they've never been or they've only been once or twice and they wanted to see some of the more traditional New York things to do. Is there a certain part of the city that you recommend that they stay? I would probably stay somewhere near Midtown, like in the Times Square area. You know, you, you know, from there you can go pretty much anywhere. You can go into Central Park. You can walk in, you know, be around the Times Square area. You know, you can try to get to the Empire State Building. You know, those are some things, those are places that I would recommend going to because those are iconic New York, you know, exhibits. Obviously, you definitely don't want to miss Rockefeller Center. And um, Central Park is big and there's a lot to do there. There's there's also, uh, you can eat in Central Park. You could take a boat out. That's a fun thing to do in the nice weather uh, in the middle of Central Park. Like I said, the zoo. And you could ride a bike through Central Park. I would recommend all those activities during the day, but that's a great place to be. So if you stay in the Times Square area, kind of in the Broadway, and you definitely want to take in a show, some sort of Broadway show. So you can definitely get to a Broadway show right from being in the Times Square area. Well, so I know that obviously they have a lot of really top name acts in, in those Broadway shows. Maybe if somebody's working on a little bit more of a budget or something like that, maybe some of the off-Broadway shows, do you have any recommendations as far as maybe being able to save money on tickets or certain places to go where, where it's a little bit more affordable? In the middle of Times Square is TKTS. So you could stand online and you could, uh, you can't buy it ahead of time, but you can stand online and they sell tickets for a lot less money, like discounted. So, you know, you have to account for the time for something like that. But you can go to a TKTS booth and buy discount tickets to all different kinds of shows, Broadway, off-Broadway, 
And I, I definitely recommend doing that. And you can also get at some of the box offices uh, standing seats. So you might be able to get an opportunity to get in on a standing, not a standing seat, but a, uh, where you can stand at some of the shows. That's a good way to do that. You know, obviously resellers of tickets. I don't recommend scalpers on the street because, I, you know, you never know what you get. But I would definitely go to TKTS, you, you know, and, and resellers. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, before we get into the final countdown, a couple of cool questions about some of the food in New York. If somebody wanted to have a, uh, like a more of a traditional breakfast or like a New York style breakfast, where should they go? Uh, obviously, bagels are a big thing in New York. Uh, bagels and pizza. That is our staple. So you got to have a bagel. There's bagel stores all over New York. I wouldn't recommend a chain of bagels. I would recommend a bagel store that's ask a New Yorker, where's the best bagels in, in the neighborhood. Again, you know, to tell you one bagel store, that's amazing. You know, you might be staying downtown and this is uptown or on the East side versus West side. There are some of the best bagel stores. There's brunch is a big thing in New York. So there's boozy brunches. There's all jazz brunches. There's all different kinds and brunch is a big thing for New Yorkers. So definitely, um, check that out and pizza, which, uh, we don't really eat for breakfast as a general rule, but pizza in New York is pizza in New York. It's the best pizza in the world. There's nothing like it. And I recommend all, there's all different neighborhoods with the best pizzas in it. So you can actually even take a pizza tour. So they have a tour where you can go around the city and just go to all the different pizza places. I love pizza, so I'm going to have to do that one when I I come visit. So big question before we get into the final countdown. Are you a a fold pizza or do you eat it more uh, traditionally or how how do you eat your pizza? No, I'm a New Yorker. We fold it. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Leslie, it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal in New York, where should they go and what should they eat? Oh, so I am a huge foodie and I am very particular about my food, but I don't know that I could say that there's one particular place to go there. You know, if you want steak, you want to go to Keens. I mean, they're also known for lamb. There's the Gramercy Tavern. So, you know, that's a classic. You know, you want a little fancier, although it's American fare. There's a restaurant called, it's called Winter Now because it's uh, in winter, but they also call themselves summer or spring in different seasons. But there's so much good food. I wouldn't even know, uh, you know, that's a good start, but there are so many fabulous, wonderful restaurants in the city that, you know, if they gave me one meal to pick in the city, I wouldn't even know what to do. (laughs) Yeah, you probably die of starvation trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. So, okay, well, uh, you've obviously been in uh, in the New York area for a long time. Uh, What's one of your most memorable stories there? So my most memorable story in the city is that I got married in the city. So that would be my most memorable experience in the city. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. So I got married. This is my second marriage. I got married two years ago. And my husband also is a a New Yorker through and through. He was was working in the city at the time. And we got married at the St. Regis in Manhattan. It's a beautiful, stunning, gorgeous hotel. And uh, with fantastic amenities and a wonderful restaurant. And we were able to take pictures in the street. Our photographer had us out in the middle of the street in my wedding dress and him in his tuxedo. And we took pictures of, you know, the cityscape around the area. And it was just fabulous. That sounds like a fairy tale. It was. It was a phenomenal. (laughs) It was a beautiful wedding. And um, it was really an iconic New York wedding. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So speaking of happy moments, where's the happiest happy hour in New York? I think the happiest happy hours are on rooftops, and there are some great rooftop bars. The Peninsula Hotel actually has a rooftop bar, and you can see up and down Fifth Avenue. That's a fun place to go. But rooftop bars, that's the cool in thing to do, and uh, that's what I would recommend. Right on. That sounds like a lot of fun. 
So one of the things I always do is eat pizza. Like you said, you have a pizza tour. There's all the different neighborhood pizza shops. If I just had to pick one or, or something I should really look for, where should I go? So I think that you need to go, um, you know, around Prince Street in that area. That's kind of the Soho, lower Manhattan area. And you'll find some amazing pizza in, in that area. I mean, actually, some of these pizzas, you don't, can't even go inside. You just uh, walk up to the window and they do that. So Scar's Pizza on Orchard Street, those are just amazing places. Prince Street Pizza, uh, or to just name a few. But I hate to single out just one pizza place because there are so many that are just amazing. Well, I think the number one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do that pizza tour. <laughs> yeah, definitely do the pizza tour for sure. Okay, like you said, you travel uh, quite a lot. What's one of your best travel tips? If you're traveling to New York City, uh, I would say you need to give yourself time. Just don't lock yourself into a tight schedule because in the city, you just never know what you're going to get. Flexibility and just be open-minded to seeing so many different things. One of the best travel tips if you're flying is pack lightly and don't check your luggage. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely team, uh, team carry-on. Oh, totally. The luggage that they offer today is designed really well, and you can pack everything you need into a carry-on that fits nice and neatly in the overhead bin, and then you don't have to stand and wait for it. And I'm a big, I like to get off the plane and get to wherever I'm going, whether it's I'm coming home or if I'm going someplace else. I'm a big believer of I'm here, I'm off, I'm going. Absolutely. When I used to have a corporate job, I do a lot of long weekends, and I look at it, if I'm only in the city for 48 hours, I don't want to spend you know half an hour to an hour of it waiting for a bag or having to wait in line to check it in. Like you said, I want to grab it and go and, and go explore as much as I can to the city. Yep, that would be my recommendation. And the other travel tips is bring a sandwich with you on board. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, because it can get quite expensive on the plane. On the plane or in the airport. I mean, they, not everyone serves food anymore. And the you know airport, depending on the terminal you're going to, you know, may or may not have food. The JetBlue terminal has an amazing terminal, but you never know what you're going to get. So depending on who you're flying into and if there's a delay. So I'm a big fan. If you're in New York City and you're leaving New York City, get yourself a sandwich and bring it on board. Well, there you go. All right. Well, Leslie, I really appreciate you being on the show, sharing awesome tips for New York City. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, how people can connect with you, and what's the best social media handle if somebody wants to reach out to you? Sure. So my name is Leslie Tain. I'm an attorney and I am a financial attorney. My firm concentrates in the area of consumer and business debt resolution. I've been an attorney now practicing in this area for over 20 years. And I have four offices, uh, Manhattan, one on Long Island and in the city. You can visit my website at TainLaw.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Leslie H. Tain ESQ and, of course, on LinkedIn. My Tain Law Group is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tain Law Group. And, of course, all you have to do is put me into a search engine, Leslie Tain, and you'll find me. Fantastic. Well, Leslie, again, thank you for being on the show. I know I learned a lot about New York. I'm sure the listeners did as well. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Hey, thanks so much. And absolutely, look me up. I'll be happy to tell you where to go. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Big thanks to Leslie for coming out to the show and sharing her tips for New York City. Show her some love by following her on Twitter at Tain Law Group. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about New York City. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash New York. We want to say thank you to Bass Bank for being a sponsor of today's episode. Bass Bank offers the only savings account that pays miles instead of interest. Open your account today to take advantage of limited time bonus offers. For more details, go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bass Bank member FDIC.
Join us next time as we visit Boston, Massachusetts to speak with my good friend Kelly Roberts of beyondthehammock.com. Kelly and I talk about walking the Freedom Trail, where to find the best lobster rolls, and eating pizza at Regina's in the North End. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe. That way you don't miss any of our coming destinations. Bye.